All right. Well, Craig says he's recording. I, I trust him. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he did a good job last time. So good job, Craig. Yeah. Good job, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah. At least, um, so this will be our second ever remote one. Yep. It no. is. Uh, and you and I's second ever train episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. Huh? Yep. Yep. So we're either talking about trains or remote in the last few times we've talked, but this time it's both. So it's, you know, two for one special kind of thing. Yeah. You have to change the name of the podcast to, uh, late to the trains, late to the trains. You don't want to be late. I mean, actually you could have been late to this train. I don't know if you necessarily would have worked out better or worse. It doesn't seem like, it seems like the odds are pretty much against you, whether or not you're on this train. That's true. Depends what, depends what train car you're in. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the conductor was fine. He could have just chilled. I don't know. I feel like he made some mistakes. Oh, well, yeah. He also, he got screwed. He was, he was actually got, he was getting out of there, man. He went back for the guy who sucks. He went the worst character in the history of movies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, first off, though, um, as you know, I don't know how to start the podcast. It'll either be something like, uh, we'll, Whatever. I I mean, this this keeps happening where we just start kind of start talking about the movie, and that's fine. Or something along the lines of, welcome to Late the Movies. My name is Ben Holden. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week we'll pick a film that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now this week. Continuing and unfortunately finishing off spooky subtitles month the whole month where we've been looking at non-english horror movies getting in a lot of recent classics too so that's been really fun this week is i want to say 2016's train to busan it wasn't planned this way but this is there our third of five movies from south korea so you know um just kind of works out that way i'm at the mercy of what people want to do and i buy at the mercy i mean like i i want to do what people want to do and you know, we're this is this is hobby level stuff. So yeah, whatever sounds fun yeah. is what we do. So there's three South yep. Korean movies this 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 month. It is what you it had, is. You had good suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Um, I know you've been checking out some of the episodes also. Mm-hmm. And uh you listened at least to the other one we did on zombies. This one'll be another zombie one. Um, but before I should probably introduce you also. Anthony's here. Hey Anthony. Aloha, Ben. <laughs> the first time they showed her singing that I didn't know what song it was. And then um, once it got to the chorus in the final bit there, I was like, Oh, I know this one. Yeah. It's kind of in my head because you, you understand the melody, but uh, yeah. I have no, I didn't, I don't know the words to that song. I don't think anybody does. No, no, I could do the chorus maybe, but that, that's, that's right. Yeah. Aloha. A. Um, Anthony, have you watched anything good recently? I know your last couple times on, you've talked about Friday Nights at Freddy's. It is out now. Out now. You did already tell me you haven't seen it yet, but that, no, that's got to be on the radar. But if, if uh, for those listening and listening land, if you haven't caught Five Nights at Freddy's and you want to see something just like it, Willie's Wonderland, highly recommend. This is the exact same movie with featuring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that is a nice, I mean, yeah, it's a good draw. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's really, really good. I highly, highly recommend it. I know we've talked about this before, and I mentioned that one of the channels that I follow-ish on YouTube, that they made me sound, this is like the lamest thing we've ever said, but still, um, they talked about it a little bit, and I think they said, he does he not have like any lines in it, basically, Nick Cage? He doesn't say one word, he just uh, drinks okay. any. Nice. 
and not well, like in nonstop and he, and it, the the I, I well I don't actually don't know but I think the serial killers are a little different. Gotcha. Well, cool. Um, but yeah. other than that, I've been watching this uh, great show on Amazon Prime. No, no, Netflix called uh, Lupin. L U P I N. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lupin is uh, one of France's enduring characters. There's been like a billion different kinds of Lupins, but I know the newer one people like because he's like young or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. The the lead yeah. actor there. Uh, I should have wrote his name down, but I did. Uh, he's he's excellent. And and it, it's it's kind of like a cross between Pink Panther meets James Bond meets Robin Hood. Oh, nice. Because he's kind of like a thief, but he might have stole things. He might have had like a checkered past, but now he he only steals things for good and he like exposes corruption, but in a very clever way. It's it's he's excellent. It's an excellent excellent film. The plot lines are really good. The story really flows. Highly recommend Netflix. Nice. I uh, I haven't seen that newer loop. My sister's watched it. I know she got really into it. Um, this is sort of, I guess, you know, advanced read or uh, further reading kind of stuff. But there's uh, kind of a version of Lupin. It's Lupin the Third or whatever was the manga. And, and Hayao Miyazaki, pre-Studio Ghibli, made a, a Lupin the Third movie that people really like. I think it's from like the late 70s. Oh, nice, but nice. Real, real early career Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, and people people dig it. <laughs> so there we go. That's my Lupin contribution. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything like um, the old Hercule Poirot movies, mm-hmm. then I'll have to check that out from like this. The one like Mur- Midnight, uh, I mean, Murder on the Orient, Orient Express that we talked about. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's uh train trains you can do a lot of different things with trains i think we've been on both um we've kind of run the gamut as far as like a suspenseful movie on a train goes uh this one despite how much stabbing there was eventually in murder on the orient express this one a little bit more violence this is just a bit just a tad um i I haven't really watched anything since the last time we uh you and i talked or since the last time i talked to this podcast so uh i'm happy to just get into the movie if you're ready you didn't go see uh taylor swift her movie i did not Uh, i know a lot of people who have i thought about it but then i said nah nah you you shook off that notion and i shook it off (laughs) nice thank you um, it's, it, was, it was there. There was, there was probably a lot of other puns you could make too. And, uh, you know, low hanging fruit is my favorite flavor. So, Wait, um, did you do a podcast episode on Snowpiercer? Never have. We've done a couple of bongs, but not Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. I was just, you know, cause I was thinking of trains. I, I just, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking if you did that one. Yeah. That one is kind of a hybrid too. Cause it's not, I mean, it's Bong Joon-ho directed, but it's, obviously starring mostly Americans. So yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, kind of a blend of the South Korean and American train genre. Right. No, and, and there are so many now. <laughs> one, one last thing on spooky subtitle month. I'm still a little upset yeah. that you didn't pick uh, Nosferatu, even though it's a silent film, but it is made in Germany. And I know it doesn't technically qualify, but I think that is the horror movie of all horror movies. I think we should have did it. I I love Nosferatu. It was tough though because it's it's non English horror and it's not technically non English because the only versions you can get here are in English. 
because the only language is the intertitles and they're in English. So I don't know. Yeah. You gotta gotta be, I like your, your true, true to form. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Nosferatu is great. You should check it out. It's just on YouTube because it's been, you know, in the public domain either this year or last year was its hundredth anniversary. So it's out there. It's available. Um, the Jane Pickens Theater in Newport sometimes does silent movies with a live accompaniment from an organist or a piano. I think this year for Halloween, they're doing the classic Phantom of the Opera, the black and white one. I That might be a Lon Chaney. I'm not sure. Not my oh, head. Um, but I think they've done Nosferatu before also. I, th- I think the P-Pack is doing Phantom of the Opera or, or just playing the movie, but with a live orchestra. Nice. That's yeah. yeah that's cool, cool stuff. <laughs> There's uh, some of the imagery in those old movies is so cool. The pacing is really slow, but it's okay because it looks awesome. <laughs> I, I I agree. Um and uh, yeah, there's another. Uh, I, we definitely have talked about it before, but the Robert Eggers version will be out with one of the Scars Guards and Nicholas Holt, maybe and. Lily Rose Depp, I want to say. Yeah. Yep. We talked about this last time. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just always thinking about these same things, I guess. No, I, I, I agree. I think I agree. We, we have, we have similar tastes in film, I think. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, I always get his name wrong too. So let me double check that his name's actually Robert. I always want to say David. No, it is Robert. Okay. I got it right this time. I shouldn't have, I should have just trusted my instincts. She did the lighthouse and the witch. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. And Northman. Northman. Yeah. Three guys that always get thrown together who are horror or horror adjacent that have all made three movies and that's constantly like a meme or uh, well, I guess more viral sort of prompt on social media is like, you know, who you got out of Eggers, Jordan Peele, and Ari Aster because they've all made three movies. They're all like younger dudes in the horror world or whatever. They're yeah, also yeah. different, though. So it's it's a it's a dumb question. I kind of like all the movies. So, <laughs> uh, oh, wait, it'd be Jordan Peele for me, though. <laughs> I don't know. I really like the Lighthouse, but I think yeah, yeah probably Get Out and Nope, and probably a little bit better than those. Yeah, yeah. I really like Ari Aster too, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I like Bo's Afraid, but I'm either in the minority or or I don't know. The the movies. I- uh, a leathery chew. It's it's weird. <laughs> no, I, uh, I read about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I just heard it's it's just an insane film. Yeah, it's really um, like you think they're going to do something like maybe he's building up to something profound, and then he just chooses like the stupidest thing on purpose multiple times. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. It worked for me. I can understand why some people might think that it is intentionally just trying to piss them off and like treating you like you're stupid or for even wanting to see this movie. Right. Right. right, right. So hard to recommend, but I liked it. And there you um, go. That's just like generally movies that have come out in the last eight months or so. I got, I got one more for you real quick, I, uh, right. but I didn't finish it yet, but uh, we plan on finishing it soon. Um, Haunted mansion, which I thought was excellent. Oh, really? I, n- I never saw it. Didn't check it out. It came out over the summer, which wasn't the right timing in my head. Yeah, right. But it's on, it came out, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that part makes sense. Um, 
that it that it's now on Disney Plus. So maybe that's what they're aiming for the whole time, I guess. But I got I play a lot of uh well I played a lot of Counter Strike and one of the Counter Strike maps is uh Haunts and it's based on the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Oh, so that's fun. I've never been on the actual ride. I've been to Disneyland, but I know what I know what the Haunted Mansion is, obviously. But I playing a lot of Counter Strike. It was just very funny to watch the movie. They do a good job. Cool. I've um it was, I never got into Counter Strike, but I love that ride. It's probably like my favorite ride. Cool. There's ghosts. Love that shit. It's all ghosts. good. <laughs> the room stretch. Yeah. But I think it's a pretty it has a pretty good story to it. Uh Disney yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll check that out probably. Um, just at different parties I've been to for Halloween recently, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has been on, on in the background twice, so I kind of have watched that twice recently. Uh, oh, it's still good. Overrated Halloween movie of all time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I was going to say, it's back in theaters now. You can go check it out on the big screen. Hot, hot take. You heard it here first, folks. Worst, no, overrated Halloween movie all time. Interesting. Is that just because you think it's a better Christmas movie or no, I, I get what they're going for. I just it was I just never ever liked it. And I know people uh it's like a has like a cult status and people love it and they base their whole lives around it. It just never appealed to me. Um so I just have I just have that hot take. That's pretty hot take. People people really like that movie. <laughs> no, I know I, I I'm sure it's great, uh just not for me. All right, hey, fair enough. Um all right, so let's uh, talk about Train to Busan. Zombies. Zombies. Um, these ones are fast. Uh, I do want to ask you how you feel about fast zombies, but first off, I guess a little disclosure for him here. I hadn't ever sat down and watched this movie. I've seen, I feel like, a lot of the set pieces, maybe clips and stuff, but there was some stuff in there that I that was a surprise also. So uh, I'm I'm counting it as I hadn't seen this movie before. How about you? Uh, I've never, I've never seen this movie either. I've seen a bunch of, um, I don't know, clips. I've seen the preview for it maybe a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, as I scroll through Netflix or Amazon, I've, it always, it always pops up, but I've never actually sat down and watch it. Yeah. It's, um, uh, 2016 release. And I feel like pretty much since then it's been really, really available. Um, obviously it's, it was a big deal when it came out. It premiered at Cannes. It was, uh, set a record of over the first Korean film of 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million theater goers. Um, yeah, I'm reading off of a fact sheet. Sure. But it's still interesting. (laughs) Anyway, um, all that to say it, it was, it's a big deal and it feels like even though it is a South Korean movie, um, not from a director that's, you know, one best director and best picture at the Oscars like Bong Joon-ho. I feel like this is always on either Netflix or Amazon or Paramount or like, it's, it's really, really gettable. Um, people like this movie, I guess would be the short version of, of saying it. Yeah. Zombies. Zombies always have an appeal. Zombies. I yeah. feel like I was kind of over the zombie trend with walking dead that just went on and on and on and on and on forever. And I, th- I know that they were real hot at one point and this is yeah. right in right in that wheelhouse. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought, I thought it was a great film. I liked it a lot too. You want to do a one minute plot summary? Uh, no, nah, well, I don't know. Do you want to do it? I can, if you want, I just know yeah. sometimes you, you really get geared up for it. So I don't want to deprive yeah, yeah, you. No, I, I, this one, I, I'm not, I didn't, I usually like to have something pr- written out. I know that sounds pretty dumb, but, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, you're the host, and you you deserve the honors once in a while. <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Um, a uh, I'm looking at the clock now, so I'm gonna try and time myself. Um, a fund manager, workaholic, divorced father is disappointing his daughter yet again. He he gives her a Wii U, which is bad enough, but she already has a Wii U. She got it on Children's Day. And they just don't have a great relationship. She wants to go hang out with her mom on her birthday, which is tomorrow. Um, he reluctantly takes her on a train to go see her mom. Um, well, pretty much simultaneous with them getting on the train, there's there's reports of these this violence, these what seem like workers strikes at first, but uh, becomes very obvious is just sort of like this violent outbreak pretty much immediately. Once they get on the train, it's, it's happening. It's almost a Titanic like situation because it's just sort of the people in one section of the train that know, Hey, there's been a zombie apocalypse and there's zombies on the train. Uh, it, it eventually spreads and most of the people get zombified. Our heroes, which ends up being a group of about four or five people try to make their way to the front of the train then they're trying to get to Busan. This uh, this workaholic knows some insider information that the military is holed up in Busan, and if they get there, they might be safe. But they're not sure, and they just take that train, and they try to get to Busan, and that's pretty much it. I, is it, this is this is Resident Evil? This is this movie is Resident Evil, right? I mean, is the company Umbrella? That's what I was thinking this whole time. Is this Umbrella? <laughs> it's really vague because you get to that first scene where it just seems like it's exposition or whatever, and um, our our kind of hero, kind of squarely, sort of slimy, maybe sort of uh, absentee dad guy, is telling a subordinate like, just you know, get rid of all of that, get rid of all those shares or whatever. Um, it just sounds like business ish exposition to make you be like, Oh, this guy sucks. And the subordinates like, Oh, if we do that, all this bad stuff will happen. And he's like, just do it. And then he does it. And then, then it turns out later that that might've been what caused the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. But yeah, but he's just selling, he's just telling them to sell all the shares. Does he, does he know? I guess like a question is, does he know that there's a chemical outbreak ready to happen? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's unclear to me. Yeah. Um, and the zombies in this one, they're they're fast. How do you feel about fast zombies versus? I don't, I don't like it. I honestly don't, don't like it. Really interesting. Yeah. How 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 can a zombie be fast? It makes no sense. Uh, so I think th- there was before this um, example, obviously fast zombies, but with 2002, I want to say is 28 days later, and I feel like that's really the intro to fast zombies for a lot of people. And then Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake is fast zombies also. And then that's kind of just became the default movie type of zombie. Um, I forgot about Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. No, you're, I, don't, I take that back. I don't, I don't mind fast zombies because I thought those two were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 28 days later, they're just really mad. They get infected with rage and, and it gives them like, it pumps up their adrenaline to a crazy amount or, or whatever it is. And so like, that's why they're fast. Um, I do like uh, the twist in this movie that they can't see in the dark. Yeah, that was a fun that was a fun bit when it's like, oh man, our 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 boys are in a real bad shape here. What's how are they gonna get out of this one? It's like, oh, they go it's through a tunnel and they just kinda <laughs> they turn off. Yeah. Which which I don't know. That was kind of weird. It was sort of like we need a way to for them to escape this uh washroom yeah. on the screen. So how are we gonna do it? Yeah. And part of it was like, oh, their eyes get really white and cloudy, and then it's like, oh, maybe they're just blind and like 
or, or like almost like like a, a blind to the extent of like legally blind. And when it's like a little dimmer, they can't make out the shapes or whatever. But if it's oh, if it's lit, but um, but that's not really how it worked because there were times when people weren't moving or making noise that like they were just in the eye line of a zombie and they all started yeah. chasing them or whatever. They just um, turn around and the zombie or or the zombies right. just turn around and run after right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely they they use noise a lot too for location, but it, it doesn't seem to be the only thing they can use. Also, too, while watching this film, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice to ride the MBTA with these nice, clean, fast streets? And yeah, you can imagine like if the CEO of the company uh, of, well, I don't know, I guess of the MBTA (laughs) um, somewhere on a train, like radioing the conductor and be like, full speed, don't stop. And he's like, okay, all three miles per hour on the green line extension. (laughs) We're we're getting away. Uh, old ladies are walking faster than you on the street as on, on the, the brand new green line extension that they built. Um, very specific Boston reference, but that's okay. Um, so, so some leading questions, we've been doing a pretty good job on the podcast lately of not just being like, and, and then this happens. And then, then that's definitely a trap you can fall into with something like this, which is essentially an action movie. Really? It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's more thrilling. I would say than scary. I don't know if that tracks for you. I, I don't, uh, it wasn't scary at all. It was just nonstop action. Like almost yeah, like, the point, like too much action. Um, it does what I think a lot of good action movies do. And I mentioned this on the podcast pretty often as recently as last episode, because rec does this too, but it's, it's very gamey and, um, not just video gamey, although both rec people trying to get up a floor at a time eventually. And this people trying to go from car to car, like they're clearing levels. Um, you can look at it as very video gamey, but gamey in the sense of like, you know, the boundaries of the playing fields and, uh, you know, the rules or you gather the information and you learn the rules as you're going. And, you know, there's specific players, so to speak, that you're checking in with. And, you know, everyone has very clear stakes at all times and you know what people are trying to accomplish and you, you know, some of the background of what people have going on. And and that does matter. And this does try to weave in some drama and family stuff. And there's a lot of stuff about parenthood, specifically fatherhood in this also. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, you mentioned resident evil and you know, there's resident evil movies that are also kind of like this, but resident evil, I mean, yeah, it's a video game, right? <laughs> no, you're a thousand percent right. Even, uh, turned to my girlfriend as we were watching this, and I said, "This is this is just like I feel like I'm playing Resident Evil while watching this." Yeah, Resident Evil meets Dead Rising because of all the, you know, when the zombies all and they like pile up and then they all spill over each other yes. like this monstrosity pile. I'm like, this is exactly that a video game, and and even yeah. when the three characters, they sort of like, oh, here we go. Now they're gonna put on armor. One guy's got a bat. Yeah. One guy's got a shield. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're picking their loadouts. Yeah, exactly. That part's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, the tank, the medic, and the support, the wizard as a support. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't, I don't think I've seen a lot of these people before, but we have seen at least one before. The, the younger guy, the high schooler, who has that bat originally, when in that scene, the, the younger dude of those three, was in Parasite also. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I, yeah. The son, uh, you know, the, the, the rich people call him Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, um, that guy's good. He's good. And, uh, the husband of the 
pregnant woman. He's in uh, Eternals. Yes. Yes. I, but I, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I've seen this guy somewhere. I just don't, I just don't remember where. I've never seen the Eternals, but I've seen obviously previews for it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's where he's from. Okay. Thank you. That, that was bothering me. <laughs> uh, that guy rocks. I like him a lot. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was awesome. He was my, he was my favorite character in, the, in this film. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in the Eternals too. He's I, the, um, I believe he's the one that's hanging out with Angelina Jolie, who is like so bizarrely, you know, like sixth or seventh build in the Eternals movie. You're like, it's really weird that Angelina Jolie has so much less screen time than these other people who are not Angelina Jolie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, but that dude's really good in it. Um, he's also really good in this movie. I like him a lot. He's got that like athletic cut blazer on for a while. It's just yeah. a solid look. Dude's built like a tank. <laughs> he's a good foil too to the the main character. Um, yeah, he hates that guy. <laughs> Like, hey so, asshole, your daughter, are you grateful? Yeah. He just like doesn't even look at him. Right. Um, there's uh a couple times this month, because we've done two other South Korean movies, especially the first one, the host, the the Bong Joon-ho one, which has so much sort of satire. Um, and it's like, man, it would have been interesting to have my friend Corey, who who was on the whaling episode, uh, who lived in Korea for a couple of years, uh, around to be like, oh, here's what this means. Here's like the cultural implications of this symbolism or whatever. But like, oh no, you get people. It's a pretty universal thing. This guy is like a finance guy, and everyone's like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, Even his daughter's uh, like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's like a. It's a Korean attempt to do the same thing that some some of our movies around this time frame do here a critique on sort of the corp, corporation and corporate culture as you know coming out of the recession of 09 or whatever and they're just making these record sure. profits you know what i mean that's why um that other character is you know treats him like a, he calls him an asshole and a jerk and he doesn't yeah. he's a blood sucker he doesn't care about any any of us or anybody else yeah yeah so that's i think yeah. but i think i think it's like maybe a little amplified in korean yeah. culture yeah. i'm not sure yeah um that's totally fair I, I wouldn't know um but uh we're not talking too much about the plot I don't, I don't and like i said i don't think we have to but this is the setup happens there's i mentioned the birthday stuff in the one minute plot summary but like they're on that train and there's a zombie on that train by what minute 15 16 something like that yeah right off the bat. yeah so you're, you're not waiting around for for the zombie apocalypse here and to your point too, it's it's also much like uh, many video games. It's also very linear. You're literally on the train. You go from one compartment to the next to try to just to try to survive. And even when they get off the train in the middle, when they stop at that uh, Daejeon station, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, back on the train because everybody here is infected." And it's like, "Oh, now we're separated by different cars, so we got to work your way through each car to get back to the safe car." The one thing about titling the movie you know, train to Busan. Um, when, when they get off the train at like minute 45, you're like, they're getting back on this train. There's, there's not going to be any safety. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I I still thought that sequence was really effective. Uh, we we should run down. Okay. So mentioned the dad and the daughter, the daughter is what, like 10, 11, something like that. Yeah. About that. Maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. Maybe 10. 
maybe maybe even a little younger. I'm bad with ages. I can't do whatever. Yeah, um, who knows? Kids. Kid ages like between four and and eleven. I, I just guess it's somewhere in there. Um, yeah. There's also the, basically the core cast eventually becomes um, the the two two high schoolers, a guy and a, and a girl. Um, that we mentioned the guy who's in Eternals and his pregnant wife. Um, they named that their, their fetus has a nickname Sleepy. Sure. Um, and there's also someone who I think is only credited as homeless man. He's the pig farmer from the beginning. Yeah. Right. That that's the same guy, right? I didn't pick up on that. It could be. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at him like, this is the same guy. He has the, um, cause he's driving the pigs into the, into the, into the city and they quarantine him and he goes, he's like, what are, what are we doing? What, what's this for? And he said, no, they gave him that excuse about a chemical outbreak. And he said, if you, if you, uh, if you bury my pigs again, I'll, I'll go mad. Which is, was that like a reference to like mad cow disease or like, I don't know. I think, I think he's just angry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and then, yeah. And then that's, that's like the cold open is he hits a deer and it dies and then it gets up again. Cause it's a zombie deer. Right. And then when we see him on the train, they're like, oh, this weird guy's on the train. Can you check it out? And he's saying everyone's dead because I think, I, I think it's the same guy with just he looks yeah. like homeless and ragged. But I'm, I'm pretty he's sure that was some shit at this point. Yeah, yeah. And those are the main people in sort of like the hero group. Um, then there's also the conductor of the train, who's basically say he's up in the in the conductor's compartment, um, but brave. He does what he got, has to do. Eventually, has to sacrifice himself. Um, I mean, spoiler alert, all these movies, like we're going to spoil it. It's a zombie yeah. movie. A lot of people don't make it out. Yep. <laughs> um, there's the evil businessman who is the COO of, he mentions like the company and is that the train company that's on the, the train that would they own? Or is that just like a important company or something? No, it's unclear. It's on. Cause if you it's look unclear, at the train, yeah. it says K K O rail. It doesn't yeah. say the, name of the company that he's he said it was i forget what he said but um yeah i'm like i don't get it does he own this train does he not own the train because even when he tells the guy you know let's get this train rolling they know what he does anything yeah i feel like to, for me with the implication was just like oh this is an important guy and he just is ordering people around and they're listening right more or less um there's the uh, I, I don't know what you'd call. I'm trying to remember what they were called in Orient Express, but the guy who like works there, but isn't the conductor. <laughs> uh, we'll call him a train attendant, concierge. Yeah, yeah, that works. Um, and he's like another kind of main-ish character, or at least yeah. a guy who gets like sort of a quandary and uh, chooses poorly. <laughs> Because well, he's hanging out with that guy who just like keeps killing people instead of just like taking trying to find an easy way out. Um, well, his first option fair, is always just throw a person at a group of zombies and then try and outrun them. That that is the first rule in a zombie apocalypse is to throw somebody else at the zombies and run away. Yeah, he does it so many times. Yeah, so he, <laughs> I can't fault him too much for playing by the rules. That's true. Um and. uh I don't know. I, I like the cast. They're all good. <laughs> you don't get a lot of like, you know, pathos, but it's, there's enough there. I think the little kid's good. I, I've said I, pretty much every episode this month, there's been a really good kid actor in it. And, um, it's tough because this particular little kid has to play 
even before the zombie apocalypse happens, they have to play kind of sad and pouty. And then they have to play just like really scared or really distraught for their whole movie yeah. pretty much. And yeah. um, it doesn't come across as like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. So, you know, credit to them. And her mom's dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's no chance. There's yeah, there's no, no chance. Although the mom was in Busan, right? Right. So I, it's, I'm confused. I'm still, it's still unsure if the mom is dead or not. Yeah. You don't really know what happens to them either. There's just like, so, so we should say again, so they're going to spoil this. The only two people that get to the end is the, the pregnant woman and the little girl. Um, and they've sort of been through a lot today at this point. So they're, they're kind of like, they have something like a bond anyway. Um, and they're coming through a tunnel to a military checkpoint. Um, the business guy, the father had been told that that would be safe, that it's themes like the primary defenses in Busan have held up. Um, the military doesn't shoot them. They're like, Oh, we have two survivors and the military runs into the tunnel and the movie ends. Right. So you don't know what happens to them. Really? We also don't know their, her baby's name because when the husband sacrifices himself, he said, Oh, I got the baby's name dead. Yeah. That was, that was very sad. That was the saddest part of the movie. Doesn't he say its name? Doesn't he say like, he says like a name and then he's like, that's the baby's name. And then he dies. That's, that's how I took it. Or was that the lady's name he was saying? No, I, I, well, if, if he said the name, it didn't say it in the subtitles. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I might've missed it. I thought he, I thought he didn't, I thought he didn't say it. I thought, I thought he was going to say it. And as he closed, as he closed the door, the door broke. Then he got eaten. He, he wasn't able to say it, but I might've yeah. missed that. Yeah, I, I saw it the other way, but like I also don't speak Korean, so I could be very wrong. <laughs> True. Um, so they're going, they're going. The it's a zombie movie, so you know that the real enemy is going to be other people at a certain point, and they don't get too much into like social commentary in this, unless it's subtle Korean specific references that I'm not getting, which is you know 100 possible. But they get to what is sort of marked as the safe car. This is where the evil guy. And the train attendant and the younger girl, the high schooler, is waiting for the guy from Parasite. And, um, and the sister, um, and her sister, the old lady and yeah. her sister. Yes. Oh, you're right. There's also two elderly sisters that got separated. Um, and we mentioned before that the three guys come and rescue their loved ones. And, and one of the elderly sisters is with this group also. Um, so once they rescue them, it's what six or seven of them make their way to this quiet car or well, the safe car and the people in there don't let them in. <laughs> so they have to break down the door and uh, they're all mad at them. And then just because of fear and, you know, distrust the people that are in that car, make them leave and they go forward into the next vestibule. And the second you see that everyone in that car is like barricading the door and tying it closed with all their neckties, you're like, Oh, Okay the zombies are about to break into their car and they're not going to be able to get out. The worst character in the whole film, even worse than that, the old corrupt yeah. official is the sec is a sister. One of the sisters, the, the other old lady. Cause she's like, yeah, she's like kind of heartbroken, but she's like, eh, none of this matters anyway. And she even in her diet, her like not diatribe, but monologue about how her sister was an idiot for always trying to help other people. She basically said, you're an idiot. Why'd you try to help everybody? You you're dead. So now because you're dead and you because you're an idiot, 
I'm going to kill everybody else. And she opens the door and then kills everyone. <laughs> well, I think she's saying that part out of anger, but then she's crying and says like, thank you for everything. And then she also is sort of like under her breath, castigating all the people who kicked everyone out. And, and I think it's more like uh, these people deserve to die. <laughs> and so fuck this <laughs> either way, not a chill move. Oh yeah. Yeah. But just, she should have just offed herself. Sacrifice yourself for the zombies. And Not maybe a the, chill move. But, yeah. Especially after that guy from Eternals, like, you know, he did so much to just like get the, that other group into the safe car. Exactly. And, and not only that, you put everybody else that you put the group, our hero group, in yeah. danger as well. Right. So your your her sentiment is wrong. Yeah. And that was also yeah. the most obvious part of the movie because I called it maybe five minutes before that happened. I'm like, oh, this lady's going to open the door. And yep. lo and behold, she opened the door. She opened the door. Yeah. And so then our our heroes had gone through into the vestibule um, between the next car and the one that was safe. The people in the safe car had sort of frosted the glass because they noticed that the zombies don't attack them if they can't see them. Um, they can also be, like we said, activated by sound a little bit, but if they don't see, uh, they just don't basically do anything unless they could have made like a really loud noise, but they're on a really fast train. So it's probably a lot of, you know, sort of uh stat, uh, ray noise kind of stuff going on. Yeah, um, there's a lot of noise from the tracks. A hundred percent. So they're in there and they are going for a while, but then they have to stop not yet at Busan because of the train, the track blockage. And I know we said we weren't going to do like too much plotty stuff, but the sequence we just talked about, and then this sequence I thought were kind of standout. Um, it felt very, a couple, a couple moments there when they're under the train and like the glass is breaking and stuff. It felt very Spielberg, very Jurassic park with the, seeing all the hands on the glass and, you know, did sort of like, budging down on them and them trying to crawl out from under it felt very, you know, the suit, the, uh, what, what is it? It's a, like a Ford escape, I think in the tree. Well, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, or yeah. Is it a, yeah. Is it a Ford escape? Jeep Wrangler? I don't Jeep know. Wrangler. Yeah, I think it's a Jeep Wrangler, right? Um, no, that, that, yeah. The setting up to the get, when they get trapped under the train is yep. because of the flaming train coming at them. <laughs> yeah. Which, and it it sort of just like comes out of nowhere. I think even the conductor is like, I don't know what the fuck that is. What yeah, it's, is it's that? on the wrong way, on the wrong track. How did he right? How did that even get there in the first place? Yeah. But the conductor, he's like, oh crap, I can't take this train. I got to go to the next train. Doesn't tell anybody. Nope. I think just, he, he assumed like once people saw the train in motion, they would just like book it to that train, and that would that did work out pretty much. Well, no, you're right. You're right. Cause he does say like, make your way over to the third track and, uh, yeah. God's yeah, he does. He does what he can. He doesn't know if anyone's still alive, but he still makes the PA announcement. Like, Hey, I'm going to get out there and try and find another train, make your way to the far left. And yeah, we'll try and make right. it work. I give him credit. And the people who are alive at that point, about half of them do make it to that train. <laughs> but we, and, um, the evil guy and his, the train attendant. Yeah. They, they hide in the bathroom. You don't know that they had been, um, hiding, I guess right. when the others got all eaten because you're only seeing the sort of, uh, the aftermath through the 
fogged glass and glass, I think they yeah. show they they show like a that's I think the one time that they do a sort of slow motion kind of um indulgent slow panning shot of all the zombies killing all the people in that and it, it looks really cool I liked it um but yeah that guy I don't know how he didn't see this coming, but he gets pushed into a bunch of zombies so the old guy can escape. Is it? Okay, cool. Because you've never let us wrong up to this point. Yep. Then he peeks his head out, gets thrown to the zombies, and then they make, they make, he makes the run for it. Yeah. And I mean, he's old, but he does make it to the other train. Yeah, but I thought, he, I thought he broke his ankle. It looked like he broke his ankle a little bit. And then... And then um, there's a moment that I thought was unclear and it turns out that was on purpose and I, and I like appreciated it where the zombies sort of fall on him and the conductor at the same time. And you hear like a crunching thing, but you don't actually see what's being chomped on right then. Yeah. Um, and then like, and then they all attack the conductor and you're like, Oh, maybe I guess it was just the conductor. Cause the old guy gets up and runs onto the train. Right. Um, but, but our heroes eventually make it there too. At this point, it's just, the dad, the daughter, and the pregnant lady, the uh, the homeless man. That's how he's again. That on Wikipedia, that's what it says his character's name is. If he had a name, I'd be calling him that. Um, he sort of sacrifices himself to buy people enough time to crawl out from under the falling train. Yep. And uh, this is one of the times that the zombies make like uh, you know just sort of a kind of a World War Z style pyramid thing. Yes. Yeah. And they're all trying to get onto the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it's just like a thousand zombies piled on top of each other as it. Yeah. Trying to get onto that the new train. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this sequence is great. I, I think the whole thing it's all there's a lot of really good set pieces and stuff. But yes, the the old guy he got infected. The incubation period for this whole turning zombie thing is is wildly different for everyone because this guy's I don't know five minutes. At yeah. least some people are immediate. Yep. Oh, and um he, he also gets the younger girl bitten, and our boy from Parasite is so distraught that he doesn't even like try and run from her. He just kind of hangs yeah. out until she bites him. That was a good that, that was a good part too. I thought that was um one of the more suspenseful, unsuspected parts. I thought they were really gonna make it. Yeah. I was wondering, like, okay, who can who's not gonna make it? Who could make it? And there is like it's like you can't get kill the kid, right? And there's a couple times that they like almost fake towards it, but like she's never really in harm's way more than like twice, kinda. Like directly yeah. there's a zombie running at her right. and is about to bite her. And maybe yeah. once or twice. <laughs> Dad was gonna die. There was no doubt about that. Hundred percent. Two seconds of the Especially once you found out it was his company and maybe the guy thought it was their fault. But you know, once that happened, you're like, oh, okay, this guy's got to sacrifice himself. Yeah. No. And do you think, no, well, go ahead, go ahead keep going. I'll go back to that point. Well, I was just on the sacrificing himself point. Um, there is like a kind of a final battle between the older evil guy and the dad. And uh, the way it ends is he kind of lets the guy bite him on the hand so he can, kind of like tie himself off and then using both of their body weights, jump off. And, and the other guy obviously isn't tied to anything. So he goes off the train. Um, but he lets himself get bit for that to happen. Oh, you think, you think that he did that on purpose? Uh, you don't think he just maybe grabbed his, uh, he, cause he's trying to get him off the, his daughter and the pregnant yeah. lady. And 
he sort of just grabs his head by accident. Yeah, I think you see, I. It's not conclusive. I like the idea that he did it on purpose, but it, it is sort of just a scramble. And he kind of just grabs him. You're not wrong. Yeah, but no, but now that you mentioned that, I didn't I didn't look at it that way when I when I watched it. But I think that that your uh, explanation makes more sense. I think he maybe didn't do that part on purpose, but he definitely like once the guy's biting him, he's like, okay, I know what to do now. Like here's here's step, you know, here's the next step. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, it was also, I think he was in the mindset of just like, I got to do whatever to get away. So he wasn't worrying about like going near the dude's mouth. Um, he was more worrying about like getting the other people safe. So, yeah. so maybe like unintentionally kind of doing that on purpose. And then he does like set them up in the cabin and is like, okay, I gotta, I gotta jump off the train now. <laughs> um, but just, just before that, the part, one of the scenes I really liked is when he, uh, the old rich corporation guys like, oh, I'm so sick. Uh, I'm. You got to help me. I want to go see my mom. My mom. And he's like, sorry. Here's her address. Yeah. Yeah. But th- but then uh, our main protagonist there says, "Sorry, you're infected." Yeah. And that guy <laughs> turning, but it still is has like enough awareness to like look down at his hands and be like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah. But but because before on the train. When he tried, when he tried to keep lock the door, the rich corporation guy, the CEO, tried to lock the door on our stock trader guy. Yeah, he told he tried to get the, the whole. He got the whole train to turn against him to say, "Look, this guy's infected. You can tell by his eyes. We got to keep him out." That's when they made him go to that separate car and and created this whole disaster. Yep. So oh, by, to, by the way, the, we were both right. As um, I both iconic uh, Ford Escapes and Jeep Wranglers and in, in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, sorry. I just wanted to close that circle. <laughs> no, I mean, I was thinking like, is it was Ford Escape out then? But maybe it was. Yeah. That's that's post OJ, right? So that's why it's an escape, not a Bronco. Oh, yeah. Which renaming it to escape is funny in that context. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much it. We already mentioned the ending. They come in, they're coming through the tunnel. The girl's singing a low IA, and that's how they don't get shot because yeah. they can only see silhouettes. They're both pretty beat up. And zombies and, I mean, Yeah, so it's like, yeah, they're, they're not walking like very smoothly, but they're also walking on train tracks after being attacked all day. So yeah. like you wouldn't have the best, you know, smoothest, most human-y locomotion at that point either. And uh yeah. But she's singing that Aloha song that she could not get through before because she was singing it for her dad. Yep. Oh yeah, that I, that I, that part was totally missed by me. I don't yep. know why I didn't put the two together. Yep. But now her dad, I guess, she has the confidence to sing it all the way through, or yep. his sacrifices inspired her, or whatever. And you know, yeah, he, that guy jumped he, off the train, so he's going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was a sad part. Like you just see him sort of fall off the train. He, he still knew that it's right before he completely turned, so he knew what he was doing. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, much like the older, rich, evil guy, he has his eyes go white, but he still has some awareness for a little bit. Right. So he he thinks about the birth of his daughter and smiles, and you know, Jump. throws himself off the train. Yeah. Well, it's a story of redemption. He he yes. redeems him. Yeah, and it's like um I do really like that it's sort of just and that's it. 
That's all you get. No, no epilogue. I, I, I think I prefer that. But did they, did they make a sequel? What, who was in the sequel? So, I mean, yeah, that's the other part of it. They, in the same year, I guess, rushed out an animated prequel in 2016. And there's a standalone sequel from 2020. Uh, marked international, marketed internationally as Train to Busan presents Peninsula. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, co-written yeah. and directed by the same director. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Uh huh. Doesn't seem to be the same cast at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know that this this film spurred like a whole whole zombie apocalypse Train to Busan yeah. franchise. Yeah, isn't it more? People than just, only has a fifty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. So, ah, uh, yeah, that's terrible. That's what yeah. happens when you rush a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, sequels are never good, except Empire Strikes Back, the twin. Uh, what's the second Lord of the Rings? Twin uh, Two Towers, not Twin Towers. Yeah, Two Towers and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze. What's your face? So we we already talked fast versus slow zombies, but if you have to do one kind of creature, monster specific horror kind of character or whatever, what what's your favorite type of movie monster? We did vampires, zombies, um, monster movie kind of kaiju type stuff with the host this month already, and whatever you'd call the wailing, there's possession in that and some religious type stuff, and also just some random shit that happens. That's weird. Yeah. No, that's... Uh, uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a, t- what's, that's a, that's a tough, tough, tough question. I Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go with... Uh, you can do werewolves, vampires, you know, any any of those people. Frankensteins. Plural. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go... That's a great... I'm going to go, you gave me a great idea of werewolves because Teen Wolf and Michael Jackson's Thrill are two excellent examples of werewolves. I mean, yeah, and you, people, you wouldn't think it if you don't think about it too hard, but, you know, that's a lot of range within werewolves. Yeah, and I feel like do, I'm not a huge fan of super scary movies, so I feel like a lot of the Dracula movies are very scary. Yeah. Um, zombie movies, I think I can do without them for a little while. It's kind of overrated. Um, oh, but I like this one though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it. Um, I, I like this film. Yeah. But I think yeah. at the, at, I mean, there's, we were blitzed so hard with zombies for so long with walking yeah. dead, especially maybe in the States that I think take a little break from zombies before revisiting the genre and, and like growing, just growing up resident evil too, just ingrained in my brain. I think that's fair. Um, where else is a good pick? The classic Wolfman, the Benicio del Toro Wolfman that I don't think anyone went to see, but that was like sometime in the last ten years, I think. Uh, American Werewolf in London, really good shit. You know, Wolverine. That counts. <laughs> uh, Logan also counts. <laughs> that he's a werewolf, right? It's got to be. Close I, I go vampire. I've so I've answered this question before, but I go vampires. I just like them. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. I'm a romantic. Oh no! Wait, I. Can I change my? I might have to go Vampire Two for the Blade series. Oh uh, yeah, again a lot of range. Oh a lot yeah, of range. Uh, and, and all the rules. Well, Greg mentioned this when we talked about let the right one in, but we like all the rules that vampires have. It's fun. All the lore. That, that's true. That's true. Which is also very, very like video gamey about. Yep. The rules. And, yep. yep. <laughs> um. 
Blade. Yeah. All right. We're going vampires. I don't, yeah, I don't have a lot of love for zombies, but I like this movie a lot and I like Wreck a lot. So good, good, you know, get, get after it. I, I think Wreck is still on whatever I watched it on. I don't know if it was Prime for another couple days when this episode comes out. So def- definitely worth, worth watching Wreck sometime early this week. Yeah, I'll see if I can check it out. I, you know, I, I like this movie a lot. I think it, uh, it's I, first of all, I, I really I like foreign films. I think I always think foreign films do an excellent job, and it's it's nice to see uh, different cultures take on uh, sort of this you know the same topics that we all have to deal with. Sure. And I, I, I just like I kind of like the linear fashion of this film uh, yeah. and how it's very, very it's just very prescriptive and it follows a certain track, but that's also very nice about this film. And, well, and in general. well said. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but it definitely follows a track. I didn't, but for this episode, I did. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think especially your point about, like, there's obviously zombie movies in America. We keep talking about Resident Evil a lot. And um, there's just something interesting about seeing someone else's take on it. Because zombies are always been used as some kind of commentary or satire. Uh, I guess not all the time, but, like, you know, that's, that's based in consumerism, right, eventually. With... Um, Dawn of the Dead's consumerism, I think. Night of the Living Dead is, I don't know, it's fucking old as shit. It's from the 50s. Yeah, you said the point earlier about the real villain, the real enemy in the zombie films is other humans, right? And that's, yes. that's the case in every zombie movie, but um, it's, it's just nice to see a different culture's take on it. Yeah. I think it would be, if there was like a good slow zombie movie, I'd, I'd be into it, though. Because that's like the whole the whole thing with zombies, and I don't feel like... There's been an actual interesting slow zombie movie for a while, but whatever. Um, I think I'd probably just I really, prefer a vampire movie anyway. I think that uh, for if you combine sort of like film noir month, yeah, with with a zombie film, I think I think you could get that. That's what you can get out of it, like a zombie crime mystery. There you a go. Hercule Poirot solves a zombie murder. <laughs> I like it. Night of the Living Dead's in black and white. That kind of counts as noir. That's true. That's true. That, that might be referenced in every fucking like every other horror movie has a reference to the guy saying they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> There's either, that that clips in Terrifier too. It turns out. <laughs> well, I don't. What's Terrifier two? It came out last year. It was sort of like this surprising thing because it's a sequel to a movie that wasn't like a huge deal or anything, but enough gore fans watch it. It's, it's gory as heck and um terrifier 2 is in theaters and, and stayed in theaters for a while just because of like word of mouth of it being this like extreme schlock super gory movie and people were like i gotta go see it in theaters it became like a whole thing oh gotcha i'll, I'll never see that no i i don't blame you it is not for everyone don't think it's for me <laughs> Um, but anyway, all that to say, there is, I already asked you a couple questions, but I have a specific to this month question, but, uh, let's close out our thoughts on train to Busan first. Okay. Let's do, uh, well, unless you have anything else specific to hit on, let's do ratings. No, I, so I, I just think that, uh, this film, and you mentioned this earlier too, it's just a great, it's a great action film. I was going to call it a mindless action film. But it's just a great action film. The action never stops. It keeps you hooked. It's very suspenseful. 
makes you very anxious. Uh, I I thought it was great. I thought it was a great film to watch, especially during the spooky season. Excellent, excellent film. Yeah, I agree. And it's not, it does not really slow down that much ever. It's, it keeps going. It's a, it's a really great action movie, I think. Um, Let's get into ratings on a scale of 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing aside from stars. What would you give 2016's Train to Busan? So I give this film four and a half Korean high school Letterman baseball jackets out of five. There's I, I wonder if I like just didn't notice at the time because I hadn't seen the movie all the way through yet. But they, that had to have been a popular costume for a few Halloweens here or there, oh, especially in Korea. <laughs> I bet you in 2017, every Korean high school kid went as a, as that or those characters, especially if you played on a baseball team. You had to have, yeah. Um, no way. It's like Stranger Things for us. Everybody was dusty. Yeah, 100%. I will go. What, what was your number rating? Four and a half. I realize sometimes I care more about the scale than what you actually like the other person actually gives it. Yeah, I really I enjoyed this. I'll, I'm going to go um, four unwanted we use out of five. Nice. Yeah. What? What? What kid? First of all, dumb, dumb dad. Obviously, she has a Wii U. Every kid has a Wii U. But then, that's a golden opportunity to turn that into profit. Just take that thing and resell it. Boom. Done. Yeah. I don't know if they were more popular in Korea, but yeah, I don't know if you, there was a market for resales of Wii U's here. That's true. <laughs> um what's child's day what's children's day we don't we, we gotta get that holiday here i know especially if it's just sort of like children in spirit and you just have to give everyone gifts yeah that'd exactly be that'd be nice um cool so the question this month for spooky season not related to non-english films but just related to spooky season do you believe in the paranormal or supernatural or or have you ever had a run-in with it no no to both no no to both so uh, i can give you a great example too okay we're obviously we're from us uh you know the greatest city in southeastern massachusetts that's right we're famous for one person lizzie borden famous axe murderer and right before the 19th in the 19th late 19th century right so if you go to our house oh allegedly you don't want to get you know the estate to be suing the podcast Come, come at me. Come at me. She did it. Everybody knows she did it. She did it with help, but she definitely did it. If you, I Have you ever taken a tour of her house? Yes. So in the basement, they have, if you, they dig on this great tour. It's, it's really cool. They have a lot of, it's a lot of cool history and, and facts about that day and whatnot. But on the wall, they tell you to take a picture in the basement there at like where the, I think it was probably like a bathroom okay. or a toilet. I forgot what I forgot what it's there, but it's like there's like this indent in the wall. So if you take a picture of it with your digital camera, it's supposedly the face of Andrew Borden, right? Lizzie Borden's father, the guy Lizzie Borden took an ex, et cetera, et cetera. There's and they're like, there's no, we didn't paint this. There's not, there's nothing there. We've had tests done, blah blah blah. There is zero chance that that's true. And like so. The fact that just fact of the matter that it, all that stuff is just recreated, made up. I don't think uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And I don't think I don't think there is such a thing, nor do I really believe in it. Well, 
I mean, there you go. I'm glad that you had an example too, because otherwise it would have been a really short segment. Yeah, yeah. I'm googling this face in the wall. It's lead paint or something, something behind, sort of stonework. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. Hmm, What's what's your answer? Well, okay, I guess I can see what people are saying. It's yeah, it's in the wall, is like a chimney or something. Yeah. I think you need to, you, you got to want it. To you have it. to, you, you have to, everybody's going there for one thing and you're already there. You're already captivated. You're already in the, it's the same reason why like mediums and psychics work. You're already a captive audience. So like you're already going there to see that. They're just implanting that in your brain. Yep. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. That's you're already in, um, what, what what's it called? Like a suggestion state, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's not to say, like, do do people think do people believe in ghosts or the paranormal or spirits, or do they have those type of experiences? Probably, and if if they do, that's great and uh, very happy for you. And hopefully, it's very successful. And it's not a bad ghost that haunts you. It's a nice friendly ghost like Casper. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and you'd be set. Yep, just not for me. Not for you. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open to the idea, but I've never had a personal run. And you get vibes sometimes. I feel like I pick up on vibes sometimes, but nothing concrete. Yeah. It'd be, I think, where I've come down a couple times this month is saying, like, it, it would be more interesting if there was more stuff we didn't know about how the world worked, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if if, an, if the upside down is real, that'd be, that would be cool. But I don't think we have yeah. any evidence or proof of that. No. And if anything came out, you'd just be like, well... Sounds like bullshit. I mean, that's what's happening with all the UFO stuff. If there's like, here's all these videos we've taken to UFOs, says the government. People are like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got my own shit going on, man. I don't have time to put mental energy into knowing yeah. that. And, and if there is the upside down, it probably is some botched corporation in South Korea or the CIA or somebody that's doing something that effed some shit up. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think just about does it for this episode for this month. Not what sure what the next it? episode or month is going to be. So uh, I hope I figure it out soon. Nice. What's November? How about? Uh, I don't. I don't know. What's good for November? Every oh. every November, I try and build out a month of Thanksgiving movies, and it turns out there just isn't that many. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's uh, let's end this episode. I think. Thanks, thanks yeah. for being on, Anthony. This was fun. Thanks for having me. And aloha means goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's really good. You can find our stuff on Linktree, linktr.ee/slash late to the movies. And uh, see you next month for uh, oh god, I don't know turkey turkey time. That'll be the theme. Who knows? Movies with Excellent. turkeys. Happy Halloween. They're gonna be all bowling movies. <laughs> <laughs>